Oh. Um, hey there, guys. Welcome to Petricor Truth and Power. And finally, 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 <laughs> I'm going to be talking about something different, like I've been promising, different from the whole um, Attack on Titan uh, slash movie talk that i've only been doing on my podcast just like i promised you heard it here folks patrick <laughs> is finally going political <laughs> so um i'm with che- uh, i'm with victor and we are going to be talking about the structure of nigeria the tribal structure the political structure the social structure and basically how all that makes nigeria very shit yes basically why Nigeria is nonsense? Because it is Nigeria. <laughs> and it's not the good old-fashioned, we did it to ourselves narrative that, that, that you keep on hearing to blame the working class for the shit that the bourgeois keeps, you know, <coughs> doing to us. So in this case, we're going to actually try and delve further deep into why it seems like we're actually doing this to ourselves and the power of propaganda over centuries, what it can really do to people. Yeah. So where did we say we start from? Not tribal, political structure, I mean. Political structure of Nigeria. It's a, it's a mess, to be honest. Uh, it resembles other African societies for a reason, you know. This political structure, and you've probably heard it before, it was inherited. <laughs> inherited is not the word. It was forced upon these colonized people. Us, the Nigerians, by the colonizers, the European countries. And, well, when they brought it here, they, they didn't bring it here because they felt like teaching these savages how to run themselves. No, 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 no. They looked for the best sort of system to allow them systematically extract as many resources as they could before, you know, eventually their empires would fall, right? And they would shift to the good old fashion in direct neo-colonialism. <laughs> that is occurring today. Yeah, today. Not, not it's been occurring for a really, really long time. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a lot more than just uh some uh some foreigners will sneak into some president's house in the middle of the night to discuss how to screw up a country. No, no, no. It, it, it's more about the imbalance in trade and basically forcing policies on these developing, as they say, countries, mm. <laughs> essentially making them developing forever for the good of these European countries. But that's not necessarily what we're talking about, right? We're talking about how us here are suffering from a really, really messed up political arrangements you know you've probably heard it before um the elites are bleeding us dry uh, the elites are making us suffer or, or, or all that but then you wanna who exactly are the elites right i ask uh, great yeah. who are the elites right? <laughs> that 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 question does not have an answer i think that the way the different structures, they are so delicately, delicately balanced and working hand in hand with each other that the way I see it, 
it's something that at at this point in time now is easy for it to um perpetuate itself for it to sustain itself so sometimes you look for who to put a uh, who to point a finger at not just uh, at the elite level even at our level and you see that somehow everyone is directly or indirectly working to serve the purpose of the system so but i don't want us to be talking like we are we are we are talking in too much parables Mm. let's go into the structure of nigeria so nigeria has 36 states and one um federal capital territory god please don't ask me to name them because <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know how to do that <laughs> I, I didn't pay that much attention in school now <laughs> uh, i swear i've forgotten i've forgotten that stuff you know what's crazy about these states right yeah. they tend to be stripped along ethnic lines exactly and 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 that's that's crazy right because even within these states you have a bunch of minorities, but because they are from that state, they are that ethnicity. Okay, you look at something like like Anambra State, for example. Yeah. You tell somebody you are from Anambra, they will just assume, hey, you're an Anambra guy. Whatever the hell that, that ethnicity means, you're, you're Anambra. Right? But in Anambra itself, we have a, a series of tribes that frankly cannot even stand each other <laughs> they, if you if you for example mistake an what person or an onicha person <laughs> they will explain to you in vivid detail why they are not from onicha they are they will never be onicha and they are insulted by being referred to as onicha right you see same thing goes for a bunch of other states same thing in enugu states if you are from enugu people just don't even try and go further in you know you're just an Inugu person. Because, frankly, ethnicity is not just social anymore in this country. It hasn't been for a long time, say, anymore. Mm. We have the political ethnicities and the social ethnicities. Mm. Right? If you are Igbo, you could either be politically Igbo or you could be socially Igbo. Being socially Igbo is very different from being politically Igbo. Yeah. <laughs> In incredibly different. Being Igbo is so diverse. You got so many dialects, so many versions of of the language. And right? is the, is the same in other uh, tribes as we know them. Yoruba as well. They have several dialects. Other tribes too. I mean, they say Nigeria is is the most ethnically diverse nation in in Africa. And frankly, that's for a reason, right? Yeah. But still, we have only 36 states. Strange how that is, isn't it? Yeah. So, the thing is, <laughs> when you politicize ethnicities like this, it makes it really easy to point fingers at people. Um, if we go back a little bit in history now, the first coup that happened, mm. it was to oust some truly vicious people. <laughs> Some truly horrendous human beings. Fucking the country up. Mm-hmm. Now these people were killed by, and you can't see the air quotes here. <laughs> Igbo people, right? Can't see them. 
it's so it's so strange, right? Because the people that trumped up the hate against Igbo people that led to the genocide said Igbo people are trying to take over our country because the majority of people that carried out the coup were Igbo and the person that was in charge, like the military, like this temporary military um, leader, was also Igbo. That is by uh, ancestry. By his ancestry, like it sounds uh, stupid for me to say <laughs> by his ancestry, obviously. But the reason why I say so is because um, major uh, is it major? I've forgotten. His name was uh, Nzogu, and his nickname was Kaduna. That was because in how will I put it? In his personality, he was northern. That's what we call northern in Nigeria because he grew up there, I think. He spent most of his life there. He lived like those people. When he was not wearing his um, army uniform, he was wearing, you know, the attire that is um, common to people living in the north, the old uh, Jalamia and all that. But all of that was irrelevant because the people that wanted to collect power back after yeah. the coup had ousted a lot of their friends saw that they needed to have an enemy to point at so they said the evil man but not in the sense of the evil man from oka or wherever no no the evil man as in the politically evil person from a massive geopolitical area that is deemed as evil we don't, they didn't care about the differences between these different Igbo people in this geopolitical area. No. All of them are a monolith that all join hand together <laughs> to try and overtake the government. You know what's crazy about this? It's really, like, very interesting because when people talk about um, the civil war, for instance, now, this is the precursor the thing that happened before the civil war happened. Now, like you were saying, the um, these um, junior officers that were um, what's the word incited to go and oust the government were incited by the people themselves. They were they were they were, <coughs> the civilians themselves were clamoring for the military government to take over the government because of the lavish way of life that they were living no no know. no because they were stealing they were uh, very exactly. directly stealing <laughs> and they were flaunting their wealth god these people exactly. had had motorcades as far as the eye could see while people were suffering and starving exactly so so like obviously they were at that point in time what it would seem like is that they were carrying out the will of the people but now the the government is so smart this is what happens every time everywhere it is textbook and it is very easy and it works all the time if, if you are a corrupt uh, governor you should listen to this part <laughs> take take notes take notes if um, the people are revolting against you. What's the sim- the simplest thing to do is just to create division. No, not even to create division. 
the divisions that are not there that seem to be there that people have been using for a long time it's just to tell them that oh this is these people want to do this against you this is exactly what um hitler did where he told the 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 germans that the jews were taking their work so now they've created an identity because there were three regions there were three regions there was the northern region there was the western region in the south and then there was the eastern region nigeria was divided into three then so in the eastern region not only do you not have only ibus there you have that time the south south had not been created in nigeria that is the majority of um is it middle belt all those regions with, that we have now as delta and edu and all those states they were all under the eastern region so when they blamed the Igbo man back then those people were parts in fact when the pogroms started in 1966 they were not just killing Igbo people they were killing those people as well bloody hell that's how ridiculous this whole thing is see right it's more about the political area you're from the geopolitical location of your origin right it's not really about what you believe as a person what you stand for hell what even your tribe stands for no politically what tribe you belong to is more important and the fact he mentioned these regions is it's, ah, it's, it's a perfect example that's been staring at us the whole time, right? Why did we have three regions in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right? Why, why do we keep hearing this nonsense narrative about three major tribes? Whatever the hell that even means. Three major tribes. Okay, the, <laughs> the, the statement usually goes like this. We have three major tribes in Nigeria. You, you got the Hausa, you got the Igbo, and you got the Yoruba, right? First, not only does it start to conflate Hausa and Fulani mm-hmm. as one, which is just frankly mind-blowing, mm-hmm. right? Even though the more modern take is you say we have Hausa Fulani, Hausa, Fulani mixing yeah. them together, which is also still pretty stupid, frankly. Because if you even look at the history of the Hausa and Fulani, it's one of fighting. These people have, have not been getting along with each other for a long time, even before the British the came to fuck shit up even further. Now... You still have the Yoruba and Igbo people that are so incredibly diverse, right? Mm. That for you to say that Igbo is somehow one monolithic tribe because of some minor similarities in, I I, I guess, language or, or food or, I don't know, attire, maybe. Thus, that makes it one of the major uh, tribes in the country, ignoring completely Every other minor tribe, <laughs> calling them minor tribes, even feels silly, frankly. So, this three major tribes BS came because the English were trying to look for a real nice and easy way to govern us. Right? Mm. It's a tactic that pretty much every colonial government did. You know, you, you divide and conquer. You, you pick some tribes, put them in charge. You separate the other ones as, as somehow being different from each other is actually the kind of shit that led to rwandan genocide that's mm. not what i'm talking about right so the english separated these tribes and 
favored the Hausa one. Like it's it's pretty obvious actually. They 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 needed people to basically govern in their stead, right? Especially when they when they famoused, but not really. They needed people to continue to do their bidding. However, after they went, we we, we stuck with this nonsense three major tribe thing. And you gotta wonder uh, why. It, it, it's pretty silly. We shouldn't be dividing the nation into three. For goodness sake, three is pretty small for the uh, hundreds of tribes that we have, right? Yeah. But you have to understand that the people they left behind saw how they could benefit from this setup. They divided the initial political parties also into three mm. based upon tribal lines. That they created. Exactly, right? So <laughs> you had the Northern Party, the Eastern Party, and the Western Party, right? All of these people essentially being bodies to run the government together, right? It's it's like, um okay, if I need a base to always vote for me, like a base that would consistently keep winning me these elections mm. i need to relate to them on a certain level so i will call my party the party for northerners i will call my party the party for easterners that means if you are not voting for me when i'm running you are voting for the others mm. the person that doesn't represent you if, the people don't have a, a uh, they don't have multiple choices. You you are stuck between one or two evils, like we like we have now. Yeah. Still. Well, I mean, we're supposed to have several different political parties, <laughs> but frankly, who's voting for the ones that uh, that aren't giving you bags of rice? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, uh, by, by the way, quick quick side note: if you're voting for anyone for bag of rice, please, good, catch that bag. Honestly, whoever the hell you vote for, anyway. It doesn't even matter. It won't change anything. If you can catch rice from it, catch. But <laughs> uh, back to what I was saying now. So, <clears throat> if you are ensuring that voting goes along ethnic lines, right? Yeah. You're basically ensuring you will always win. Mm. At least win the position you're trying to get. Because um, it was set up in a way that the northerners were more than us, like let's say us, more than the rest of the Nigerian population. Yeah. So it was kind of a given that the Northerners would keep winning every election, right? So the Eastern Party had to form a coalition with the Northern Party just to ensure that they would continue to eat their own slice of the national cake. Mm. And they had a controlled opposition that was the Western Party. Controlled. Take note of control. <laughs> the, 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 the reason I'm calling them Eastern, Western, and not Igbo Party, Hausa Party, or Yoruba Party is because, frankly, it's silly. You pick some random guy who's from one particular tribe, and he calls himself Igbo. Because of his Igbo, he's supposed to somehow represent the desires of every of these dynamic group of people of differing heritage and, and differing beliefs simply because he's Igbo, right? The the political Igbo that was determined by the colonizers who could frankly not give a shit about the differences between somebody from Oka and somebody from Enugu. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like... 
it's actually <laughs> unfortunately it's stuck and we're still using this shit till today right people mm. are still interested in voting for someone that is a political tribe like is this person eastern is this person northern i'm not gonna vote for him i mean okay look at good luck <laughs> Jonathan, right he was chalked up as a win for easterners what does that even mean (laughs) this man was just there to repeat the same nonsense that we've been going through for decades in this country but because he's from a certain region people were happy to vote for him they saw him as a as a welcome change because a lot of the people have been running the government up until then were northerners Mm. which frankly is kind of silly and let me just put it like this Everyone is being manipulated right now with our politics. They keep deceiving you, these bourgeois politicians, right? Instead of actually running on platforms for positive change or actual development and all that, no. They're more interested in appealing to your populism, to your to your to your innate identity, right? And unfortunately, our identity is pretty warped. So somebody will come out and instead of him talk about how he's going to make the nation better, no. he's more interested in dog whistling how you shouldn't vote for the other guy because the other guy isn't your tribe. I'm not your tribe either, <laughs> but I'm from a certain geopolitical area. So for, for me, you see that every year, if it's not a... Tribal ground shine is really just grounds, but that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> that one is an entire kind of worm that so we will get to eventually. <laughs> so, um, you know, the thing is funny because apart from the fact that, yes, we had identities um, before the white man came and then they picked the ones that they felt probably were more prominent, were more useful to their agenda, were more easy to delegate power. You know, the three major tribes. Despite the fact that they've used it to generalize, we kind of still use it ourselves. No, not kind of. Obviously. Yeah, we're unfortunately stuck with it. Like, take... um, Social studies, and, right? Yeah. In our education, uh, this is what is beat into us. I mean, yeah. literally. I mean, goddamn, you fail your exam. <laughs> They're yeah. going to beat you. You, you answer the question wrong in class. They're bringing out the cane. Uh, they, they beat into us this nonsense idea of tribal relations in this country. And, oh boy, of course we will repeat it. Mm. We'll, we'll power it now. It's, it's what we were raised to believe. Indoctrination. So, like, as I was saying, take um, NSAS, for example. There was this period, there was something that was happening. Like I said, what happens all the time? Once the people are having a sense of awareness, the easiest thing to do is just to create division amongst the people. Because... Nigeria, for example, now, 
the the divisions have already the, like the templates is there hmm. it's just copy and paste <laughs> so what was happening that period at a point in time was people were saying stuff like um these northerners are our problem in this country it well how will i put it to put it delicately <laughs> because there's there's i don't want to say there's some truth to it how will i put it now okay okay let me put it like this everybody in nigeria has a hand in the problem of nigeria you know what that's why i'm going to have this agree because i said that <laughs> earlier see everybody keeps repeating this thing that everyone has a hand in it but but when you f- fill someone's head with false information their mm-hmm. entire lives and then they perpetuate this shit they carry out what you you groomed them to carry out mm-hmm. you're just victim blaming at that point so so what do you think about um that whole period where people were like um the northerners are problem in this country it's not new that people have been blaming the northerners right yeah a lot of prominent non-northern politicians like to come out and say shit like the northerners are the problem we should separate from the northerners let's run away from the northerners right Mm. but the issue is not just being northern right you have to be bourgeois first you need to be explain bourgeois yes now the bourgeois class are the owner class right the people that own businesses and usually have a majority of wealth in the nation right people whose business is in getting themselves wealthier almost always to the detriment of the poor people or the working class who end up getting poorer right so you have a politician that has a a, a bunch of farms right yeah now because of that he owns let's say almost a majority stake in the market share of rice sold in a region right Mm. now he's going to try his best to sell the rice for as high as possible and this will negatively affect the workers because they're the ones buying the rice you know they're the ones that are giving money to this bourgeois politician now if he's going to go and make laws he's not going to go and make laws for price control on rice no he's not going to go and make laws that will actually negatively affect his business now assuming this guy was northern he would obviously be doing things that would hamper the rest of the country because who are are tied together in this federation right he's going to be pushing for laws or making laws that would hurt a majority of people now this is a problem he is not doing good for the nation he might be northern but what's important there is that he is part of the owner class you cannot point at some random keke driver and say he's somehow part of the problem because he's voting for this northern politician no if you live somewhere you are poor and this northern politician does the bare minimum to make it look like he's actually on your side why on earth would you want to vote against what is to your own interest 
What seems to be in your interest. Exactly. What seems to be in your interest. Now, you look at other bourgeois politicians that are not northern, right? These people have whatever bone to pick. We don't even know why they dislike this guy that's not. No. He will say that the northerners are the reason this country is bad. Mm. When he himself is also adding to the flame, he's also helping to screw the country over. And when given the chance, he would work with that same northern person for his own interest. Now, if you want to deflect blame, you have to point at an enemy. You come up to him and say, hey, you've not done anything that's helping us. He will say, no, it's not me. Blame the central government that is run by northerners, right? Hey, um, um, um... Our, our our land is not safe, right? Uh, people are coming and murdering us in the middle of the night. Hey, I think they might be herdsmen. You say, hey, sorry, you. I, I can't really do anything about it. You go blame the northerners in the central government while I just sit in my house and do pretty much nothing, right? It's very, it's a beautiful tactic for def- deflecting blame like we spoke about earlier. Now, the problem is we've imbibed this knowledge. We, we've, we, we now think that if you want to blame anyone for the problem in the country, you blame the northerners. After all, it's the same northern people that are voting for these politicians in, in, in charge. But, you know, I, I ask you, right? When somebody is running for his second th- term, his first term was pretty shit. But between him and his opponent, both of them are clearly awful choices. Mm. Who are you going to choose? You're going to sit at home and not vote? I- irrelevant. You're still going to get blamed anyway because you live in a certain geopolitical area. I guess you're northern, so you're contributing to the problem of the nation. So that's only a, 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 a small part of the argument against northerners. <sighs> Unfortunately, a lot of it ends up being about classism because, frankly a majority of the poor people in the nation are in the north. So you end up hearing some very very awful shit like uh, they, they're, they're stupid or they don't know what's good for them or they, I don't know, they're ignorant or they, they're not educated and shit like that. So we need to, we need to cut off this vestigial uh, um, organ because what's, what's it doing? They're all just collectively holding us back. Ignoring the fact that the reason they are so like so poorly set up is not because they don't know what's good for them. It's because they are very close to these politicians that are absolutely ruining them. The closer you are to the black hole that is sucking the money from the nation, of course, you are going to be sucked as well. <clears throat> not, not, not phrasing it else. Mm. God, that was a long one, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me apply the principle, the principle of charity here for the people that say that the northerners are the problem of the country, because I, I understand some of the arguments. In fact, I was a peddler of these, uh, this kind of sentiments recently like this is what i I also see all the time you know the north is the problem like we said the country is set up in a way that any major 
decision, any major action in this country is basically decided by the North. If it's not by the Northern masses, it's by the Northern elites. I, you understand? <laughs> so it's not like it is of their own doing. Do you understand? It's not like it is of their own doing. But they have that power. Actually, the masses don't have dick in this entire country. The when last masses. did the masses of anywhere have the ability to make any sort of policy? When last? Really? No, I'm not talking of policy. I'm talking of like stuff like voting. Voting in... I know that they massively rig elections. But still, people <laughs> vote. Like, even if it's not rigged, you have a rock and a bloody hard place. You either pick the one that seems like he's going to do something for you because, I mean, tribal identity, of course, right? We're all stuck on that on that line. You either pick the guy that looks like he might do something for you or you pick some other dude. For goodness sake, both of them are awful shit. A lot of these Northerners know that both of them are bad. No. Not, everybody, we're not blind. They see the news. They see somebody has stolen so-so billion dollars. Of course they say but still, it still seems like the thing that would benefit them the most. The only sort of political agency we have is voting. And even the voting is already messed up in the first place. So don't blame but, the masses. Don't, don't, don't blame the masses. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, we say that they, um, they know that... Um, how would I put it? This... All these guys are just douchebags and are not going to do anything for them. So they just be like, okay, tough. Let me just pick the one that looks like me. So they are the ones that seem to be suffering the most in this country. How come their solution, if they really know? that uh, this person is not going to this person they are voting because i don't think that they believe that uh, they believe that the person they are voting is not going to do anything for them i think that they feel that the person is actually going to do something for them okay so this is this is okay let's look at the previous election right mm -hmm. you got you got pdp and apc mm. Buhari's first term was disastrous, for goodness sake. Nigeria yeah. went to a recession. Everything sucked, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you have the chance to vote for Buhari, a person that is very, very clearly pro-North. For goodness sake, he's been ignoring people's plights to get the bloody cows off the street. Mm. Now... The cows are not owned by these regular northern guys. No, they're, they're owned by a lot of rich northern people. Mm. Now, these rich people tend to have sway in the community. It's not very hard when you are rich and popular to convince other people that it's actually good these cows remain on the street. It's actually helping all of our community. Right? So, you either pick the guy that either through action or through propaganda seems pro-North, despite the fact he's pretty much wrecking the nation, or you pick some other career politician that you know is a thief. You know he's going to fuck the nation anyway. Now, as a human being who knows how to weigh things for their benefit or not, who else will you vote for? I mean, 
who on earth would you vote for in that case? The other party that nobody has ever heard of, or APC. It's not like people are blind and deaf and all that. Yeah, you know? I I noticed that that's the problem. You see, what human beings do anytime they try to discredit um some other group is they try to make them stupid. That's that's the major tactic. So I noticed that people always uh, the northerners they always tag them as being stupid. They don't know what they want and all that. Well, how it doesn't make sense that an entire group of people is stupid, is entirely stupid about the things they do. Mm-hmm. Maybe what the things they do are predicated on may seem illogical. Seem illogical. But once looking at, at those things now, that okay this is what is predicated on understanding the decisions that they make becomes quite sensible when you think about it they have the things that are important to them their land their religion exactly you know so i mean but you know what's crazy Mm. the north has you see all these a lot you see all these um numbers of tribes that we always talk about and Nigeria's hundreds of tribes. Yeah. I think the majority of them are in the north. Or let me not say the major a lot of them are a in lot, the north. A lot of them are in the north. How come those people identify the same way? That's some serious propaganda. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's where religion kind of also comes and plays its own role. Because propaganda through religion is not only a Christian thing, <laughs> unfortunately. Ah, it's not now. Ah, it's not. <laughs> a lot of uh, religion we know to have been created for the sake of keeping the state together. Islam has done a fantastic job of that throughout history. And it's even here in Nigeria. If you're not uh, Hausa or Fulani, <laughs> you're Muslim. If you're Northern, nobody nobody cares. Like, I mean, in general, right? if you are going to ask someone on the street, that Northerner, what religion do you think they are? It's just Muslim immediately. Yeah. Before they even assume whether the person is Hausa or Fulani, no. Muslim is the first one that comes to mind. Because... Wait, sorry. Quick um, disclaimer, I beg. We are not trying to like bash any religion. I beg. We are just. What's what's the word? Saying things. A lot of religions have done, you know, have have been used. Let me put it like that by people. You understand for their own means even christianity itself in history we know this as a fact so nobody is saying that um this religion is this is like inherently this is what it does that's not our business of yet. course no no no, no 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 i'm saying uh the jamaica <laughs> has been laughing in the background oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no disclaimers are important <laughs> i beg i don't want <laughs> well, i'm not saying the religion is the problem yeah. Like even the religions will tell you, man is the problem, right? Yeah. We can twist things for our own good. 
Yeah. And they do a lot with pretty much every religion. Even science, for fuck's sake. Um, Hitler used science to try to prove uh, uh, some Let's sort put a bit of, bit of an asterisk around that science that he, <laughs> he used, okay? <laughs> I mean, uh, calling that science, it's a bit of a stretch. Exactly. That's how um, um, Muslims or Christians would feel about their you know religion being called because they feel that is not what their religion is about so yes we've gone this roof is too long sorry Chem, I can't continue oh shit what the hell was i <laughs> yeah so i think you're talking about um the history of islam in the north oh right 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 my bad okay so i was saying um although i did skip the other pertinent information that there's a reason people will immediately assume someone that's northern is Muslim. I mean, there's an entire long history of the essentially Muslim empire that was in the northern part of Nigeria before Nigeria itself was even formed, right? The people there had already started to embrace the identity of being Muslim because you kind of had to to fit in the Sukkotu Caliphate. It was a, a series of Muslim regions that had been created by Usman Dafudio. This isn't a history lesson. We're not getting into that. So the point I was trying to make really is that it's not just the tribes that I that, that tie people together in the north, right? It's also Islam, right? In a completely different way from how Christianity even affects tribes in the southern part of Nigeria. Mm. So, uh, as Grace was saying, how come um, people that aren't Hausa or Fulani still somehow have that whole cohesion? Like, they still identify as one people, even even though, obviously, they Yeah, apart not. from even people that are Hausa, Fulani, there are a lot of... Um, northern uh, minorities that are christian there are a lot of like just um the southern part of kaduna parts in binwe parts in kogi you have a lot of northerners that are christian so but it feels to me like at the end of the day these people that they're not supposed to let me not say they're not supposed to it seems like they don't have the same interests with what we ident- what we would like to tie- tag uh, as a northerner. But I don't know. It feels like they still vote the same way <laughs> during the elections. So how come? I mean, am I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I, I get it, though. But the problem is we don't have proper polling data in this in this country (laughs) it's the assumption that uh if this person is muslim they are very likely going to vote for the party that seems to support other muslims (laughs) support in quotes yeah they're just basically um appealing to the emotions of these other muslims for them to vote for them they don't particularly care about other people's well-being their pockets come first like most politicians so I can't really say for sure if Northern Christians also vote for these types of political yeah. parties or not. Because, I mean, Northern Christians have faced their own bit of persecution, mm. you know, so that much is truly beyond the scope of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. You know what? 
you know what is crazy? Have you heard of uh, Ken Sarowiwa? Yes. So, okay, you know the gist of the whole story. What happened to him? What he was fighting for? His um, sentiments? Well, the gist of the story that I received in school was he was uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was some anti-government guy of who course. got brutally murdered by the military regime. Of course, anti-government. So, anyway, this was his stance. I listened to one of his speeches that he gave. He was talking about how the minorities... The minority tribes in Nigeria are basically sitting ducks. That, you know, my mindset growing up as an Igbo guy, this is the phase I basically went uh, through. I went through the phase of not knowing anything about Nigeria. Next thing, um, learning about Biafra and the way I learned about Biafra then, hating the whole idea of Biafra, it was scary to me. And the whole idea of wanting to, or hating Nigeria was unpatriotic to me. Then moving forward uh, to the idea of now realizing the evils that happened during the Biafran Civil War and the things that led to the war and then hating uh, the country for it, and then somehow supporting the idea of Biafra, and then moving to the stage where I realized that, well, we are like kind of the same thing. We just, I don't know how to explain it. Okay, let, let, me, let me put it the way uh, Ken Sariwa said it. He said that those, uh, um, the people that are in power what he was basically talking about uh was uh, the like three major tribes if you can feel the air quotes that i am <laughs> putting up here and <laughs> he was saying that um they could decide if nigeria did not suit them anymore they could decide to leave wait hold on hold on right there are you saying that he was a secessionist no he wasn't listen now so he was saying that these major guys they could say no we don't like nigeria again and then they decide to leave and then when they leave they in his words corral the minority tribes and kind of like absorb them into their new states or whatever that they want to uh, um, live into this is despite the fact that these minority tribes that they would absorb into them into their new states these people would definitely not have the same interests as them but it doesn't matter and then he then went to say that but if they the minority tribes were to be as daring as to say such a thing that there'll be problem. Oh, so, problem so like <laughs> i came to look at it from the point of view that okay we are saying okay the the like i don't want to go into this biafra civil war thing too much okay but basically what he was trying to say was that the the country has to start had to start functioning in a system where the minority tribes were not sitting ducks were not accessories and 
They killed him for it. <laughs> for daring to say such a sensible thing. <laughs> Sorry. They killed him for it. Jeez. Oh my god. Okay. That's... Rather, he was found guilty of some other crimes, Sha. Um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. You know, I mean, what, what crime could he have committed that would warrant the state killing what literally none? The what death he penalty said. is what, stupid. What they said. What they said happened was that, you know, they, he was looking for the emancipation of the Ogoni people. Mm-hmm. These are the people that a part of, I've forgotten the states, in the south, south, one other region that we created. And uh, they have oil, you know. But because back then, and probably till now, the way all the oil companies were operating, you know, polluting their lands, and at the end of the day, they were not getting anything from it education was not reaching their side uh everything they lacked everything a lot of these states still lack everything that they that in normal or let's say the other parts of nigeria were supposed to, are supposed to have you understand because they don't have a how do i put it voice like the other major tribes do you understand so there was his section so there were like two factions that were looking for the same thing for the ogoni people i think one of them was from a conservative point of view and the other was quite um i don't know i I can't really remember the details kind of like maybe malcolm x and martin luther king jr the beginning stages of the civil rights movement how they were both looking for the same thing but through different ways so now imagine that Martin Luther King killed, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, now imagine that Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam, a bunch of them just got killed one day, brutally. So the government said that it was um, Martin Luther uh, King Jr. that killed Malcolm X because and, they um, had differences you should probably specify that in this case when you say the nation of islam he means a movement in the united states to win back muslim traditions in the black community okay yeah. not yeah. the literal no not the... Of, yeah. <laughs> okay i'll be very careful <laughs> 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 so yeah so um, that was what happened they basically accused uh ken of killing someone yes of killing a group of people so he and some of his supporters were killed along with him and as always back then some nigerians were in support of the execution some people were yeah see this is why the death penalty is a bad thing that should be taken out forever because i mean as you mean it wasn't a thing even back then he would literally still be able to say his story till today. Yeah. Right? The corrupt government, <laughs> the corrupt government, that specific corrupt government is gone. <laughs> so if they were trying to pin shit on him, he could literally be absolved right now. But, you know, they bloody murdered him. Is it final? It's quite final. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, like, when I think of that, you know, and I factor it into my whole grievances against, let me say, the people ruling the 
or or the 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 region of the country that seems to be the most powerful then i remember that <laughs> maybe the people that i want to say that i am angry for my own region we are kind of propagating a system that is also not favoring some other people some minority people that we've you know absorbed okay so here's the thing about a lot of nigerian politicians and people that are clamoring for secession and and stuff like that right Mm. here in nigeria we don't seem to notice it but we really like the concept of ethno states creating states and regions based on one's ethnic identity Mm -hmm. and that is a bad thing like even if you could carve out a specific piece of land and say this is for the dash dash people that's ultimately going to be pretty bad because people that are not from that region that live there for a reason become minorities and second-class citizens right because if you tell people that live in an area this is yours and anyone that stays here is foreign to you they tend to treat those people badly it's unfortunately human nature right so as we keep clamoring for different types of ethno states talk about creating a land for 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 northerners or creating biafra or something like that right yeah the collection of minorities and forcing them into that ethno state is not the only problem that Mm. that faces them (coughs) but it's a problem it's a problem now people say um the minor uh, the, the the minorities in an area might want something different from what the majority wants now that might happen but that won't just happen because they're a different tribe right yeah the crazy thing is that if you could literally create only Igbo people would stay in one specific area only yoruba people stay in one specific specific area there will still be someone that lives in the northern part of that area or the southern part of the area that won't want what the majority wants. Right? I mean, it's happening like, now. Like, it's still happening now. You, you can have a completely homogeneous place. Yeah. We, everyone, hell, all have the same name. Guy, <laughs> even it can be just five people, father, mother, children. Exactly. <laughs> the, the problem is not that uh, uh, these people are of different tribes or whatever. No. The issue is if you create a system, a, a representative government that is run by a state, right? States are our issue. The entire concept of having a state is what leads to this. Because when you have a state, this usually requires people to send forth their representatives to hopefully be able to garner favor for that particular region so say there are five regions now and the fifth region lives in an oil rich area right we all know if you want to exploit oil you're going to have to destroy the environment at least the way we do it now if four out of the five people say we want to destroy that region the fifth people that live there will be like please don't destroy it we live here but guess what because they live in a state they are they are the minority they literally have no choice but to go along with what the rest of the people want they don't have the sort of autonomy to actually say no 
don't come and destroy my land. And their land will be destroyed. And there's nothing they can do about it. They can be of the tribe of everyone else. They can be, hell, they can be gods on earth. It yeah. changes nothing. Prophets, prophets is the end. Exactly, the exactly. The so, similar to how if Biafra were to be created now, we would still, uh, and they want to, like, they want to um, collect a lot of the South-South where the oil is. It, it just, just because it's Biafra, it doesn't mean they will stop doing what Nigeria is doing now to the South-South. Yeah. They will continue. And this, uh, the people that live there are still going to be the minority. Not necessarily by tribe. Hell, all the Igbo can go and move there. But they will still be the minority when it comes to decision making. And the land will keep getting destroyed. There's pretty much nothing you can know about it. The solution, however, is, is a bit of anarchism. <laughs> <laughs> no, continue. You know, this um this thing you want to see will sound strange to a lot of people because of the this the systems of government and society that we are running now that we have been used to all our life and even though i don't really like agree with it either you know but you know diverse uh, opinions and thoughts are always good but there's something well continue something i should point out before you start is that um Anarchism is not something that is uh, foreign that maybe people have never done before. Like the Igbo community before um, the coming of the colonial masters and all that, we ran something very similar to this, to anarchism. Okay. Okay. So now that he's done that terrible introduction, (laughs) you're already making anarchism sound bad. I mean, I can't blame him. The name is anarchism. It does already sound bad. But that's because of bad public relations. Okay, but we're not getting into that now. <laughs> the the thrust of what anarchism thrust. is saying is that people that live in different areas should not be forced into coercive relationships like a state where other people that live at other places would force them to do what they don't want to do. We are actually currently almost... Like we're almost aspiring for anarchism with this restructuring everyone keeps talking about. Yeah, they're saying we want On to. Loop, se- yeah, but we don't. I swear. <laughs> we want to separate Nigeria into different regions, uh, create a confederacy where the center is very weak, and each region can make their own decisions. Right. Mm. Now that's a good start, but the problem is if each region could make its own decision, you've essentially broken down the big problem in Nigeria into a slightly smaller version problem with Nigeria. Because if, like I use that same oil example, I'll use it again. If the South-South has its own region, the people that don't live in the devastated parts would want to continue to collect the oil because it's getting them money. And the people that live there are the minority, so they'll have to go along with it and keep suffering like they're suffering now. The solution is to break down this autonomy even further like further down to community level right so more it, than just um confed- confederations more than it's a confederation yeah. but not a confederation of states yeah or a confederation of regions or a confederation of, of communities 
fine. Okay. Like local government areas. Even smaller than local smaller. government areas. Because even within a local government area, each different region has their own unique problems. Okay, so you should break it down to like family. <laughs> <laughs> not all the way to family, of course not. Okay. I'll continue. Don't mind. All the way to village or town or, or Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is if you want to do a particular like okay so example you want to build a very important highway now or, or train track or railroad or whatever and it needs to cut through a particular community the people that live in that community might not want it because it might devastate their businesses but in the setup where they live in a state right where they've given up power to a coercive government even if they have representation in that government, the majority will still take over and they will be forced to lay down that track. Yeah. What anarchism says is that there should be enough autonomy for everyone in this confederation to be in a consensual relationship where you can't force someone to do something simply because of a majority of other people that don't live there want to do it, right? It's so, a, yeah. you know, it sounds like it's going to be really hard to get things done at all in this kind of system. So, <laughs> how do you get anything done? Because I imagine that a lot of um, things that maybe the Confederation wants to get done, there will be someone opposing it. So, how do you get anything done? Okay. Just because there's one person opposing it doesn't mean they won't do it. If they want to build a dam somewhere and the people that live there don't want that dam, they're going to have to find somewhere else to build the dam. Okay? Or they don't build it. They, you should not force other people to do what they don't want to do. It's basically the problem with colonialism. Forcing people to do what they don't want to do. And I think we can all agree colonialism is bad. The structure of Nigeria right now is colonial in nature. For goodness sake, you that lives where you are right now, you know for a fact if tomorrow the government wanted to literally slaughter everyone in that town, all they need to do is just pass a new policy saying, yeah, it's illegal for you guys to be alive. And what are you going to do then, huh? Nothing. You are subject to the Nigerian states. And they will force you to die. We've <laughs> <laughs> literally seen it happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, this relationship, this anarchism, it solves a lot of the problems that we're currently facing, not just here in Nigeria, like around the world. But, 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 okay. Using the dam example now, yes. let's say the dam is meant for um, energy supply, mm-hmm. and that is the place that has the river or the water body necessary to get that energy supply for the whole confederation. Mm-hmm. And those people say no, they don't want it there, and there's no other place to do it. You're going to have uh, to find an alternative. Now, I get your argument. It seems like it's for the greater good, right? But let's look at an example from history. The English 
during their industrial revolution, they needed a lot of of, of oil, right? Mm. Uh, for them to get this oil, they had to do some colonialism. They went to places, they conquered it, and they took home this oil. A lot of stuff. Oil, gold, metal, mm-hmm. so many stuff. Let's use oil as one example. Yeah. Like, we can all agree coal, um, the industrial revolution was for the greater good of mankind. I mean, yeah. we're currently recording this on a computer. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Thank you, Lord Lugard. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it wasn't super cool for the people whose lives were destroyed for this industrial revolution to happen. So calling greater good is kind of weird and it kind of justifies a bunch of horrible things human beings do. I will repeat again, I really don't think it's okay to have to force people to do something for some potential greater good. I mean, there's a reason these people might not want them. It might shore up that river and it might be their only source of food. Who the hell knows, right? But greater good. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons. I think that, well, in, like I said, um, before the colonial masters came, Ndibu were practicing some sort of anarchism. In a situation like this, I think it would make sense because when we use colonialism now to explain this whole stuff, how do I put it? In the anarchist society now, using this same damn example, I think compromises could be reached because we cannot agree that energy is important. We cannot agree that whatever is their solution or whatever is their reason for not wanting the dam, like you said, maybe food or whatever, is important as well. <laughs> this is sounding like a very conscientious um, government, <laughs> which sounds so weird. <laughs> I, I swear we're all used to having the boots so on our necks. Weird. But they could also come up with a solution like, for those people. People, but yeah. you you know it's it's expensive, it, and the government doesn't want to do too much expensive stuff. Or let me say, governments do not like to do so much expensive stuff. So like, I'm arguing for your this thing now. You thank me later. <laughs> so the the this system where there is no um represent is it representative now. It's, we don't have representatives in the sense that we send someone off with all of our political agency to make our decisions and mm. we can't even remove them at will or mm. stop any of the decisions they make. Yeah. It's direct democracy where whoever we send off to represent us in whatever sort of town council or, or yeah. confederation of different communities is not in himself a, a political agent. He merely bears the whim of everyone that sent him. So, if he were to make a decision the community disagrees with, they can easily veto it. They can remove him at any point. He's basically there to answer to the community. Yeah. So, so in this um, system now, there is no government that is seeking some kind of gain. There's no government that is looking at, oh, we are going to lose... um, this 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 or this 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 is too expensive for us in this system 
everybody is pulling their resources together and you know the loss is together the gains are together so the ex the the um this thing where you are talking of a representative it's like like i've been saying uh, during pre-colonial pre-colonial evil times. times even if you read the things fall apart I, there was a time um they sent someone you know during the whole ikemefuna story they sent someone to the other village it's not like that person is the president of the village or anything. <laughs> it's not the guy was just a, I think had just a title or something. I think it was, was that a cool called the sent. an emissary with no real political power, just a fellow citizen that the whole people have chosen. This is the person we want to send to that village to, you know, do our bidding. Tomorrow they can send another person. Exactly. So the way decisions were made back then is that, I mean, unfortunately, it was a little bit uh, male chauvinistic. Yeah? The the family head, oh geez, <laughs> the family head, which would be male, would yeah. go into clan meetings where they would decide together what's best for the clans, and these clans would send their own representatives so that each clan in the village would come together and discuss together what is best for the people right yeah so people had actual direct hands in what was going to be done for the nation i mean we didn't really have like policies and goals like we have now Mm -hmm. but imagine imagine that today right we can see for ourselves the many things nigeria needs but what can we do we we can (laughs) shout at the politicians all day long as long as we shout at them politely on Twitter, so that they don't, they don't, they don't come to your house and throw you in prison, <laughs> allegedly, Sha. Uh, so <laughs> imagine if we ourselves could actually have a hand in policy making, because every it's an open secret that Nigeria is intentionally fucking itself. There's so many things we're doing wrong. You know what's sad. You know what really irks me about this whole thing? A lot of Nigerians don't think it's, it's intentional. A lot of Nigerians think that our leaders don't know how to rule. I have seen this narrative elsewhere. And I believe that our leaders are very happy seeing that Nigerians believe that. That they do not know how to rule. Like, even if you don't know how to rule, you can't tell me that you 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 don't know how to rule that bad. I don't know if you understand. Like, okay, there's this so thing bad. that keeps circulating on, on Twitter. Like, national wash your hand day in Inugu. They went to a secondary school, carried two, three sticks. <laughs> I kid you not, three sticks. I saw that picture. And then and they, they lined it and put the third stick on top of the two sticks. They carried a rope and hung a, like one little uh, bottle of, of water. So, so if you want to wash your hand, you, you, just, you, you go there, you grab it, and you pour it on your hand. And these politicians, they all showed up like, like a photo op. Hey, look, we're doing National Wash Your Hands Day. Like, what the actual hell? That is nonsense. Dig a borehole. <laughs> dig a borehole? I mean, just dig one borehole. <laughs> Everybody I, knows. Dig a goddamn borehole. Even if you want to, just pretend. Just try. They, pretend. Didn't, they didn't even try, for goodness sake. 
Everybody can say it. Dig a freaking borehole. But that's too much money for them. They are, they are, exactly. They're putting that money in their pocket now. So, like Nigerians think that Nigeria is a country that is not working because it's not working for them. <laughs> it's working fine for the people in charge. Let me tell you. So that's what I'm saying. Anarchism gets rid of these people in charge. There, there's no people in charge trying to run the government and pocket money for themselves. It's individuals that can actually go, you know, make decisions on the whole. <sighs> sure. One can only hope one day. So, <laughs> like the way policies are made now in Nigeria is via the Senate, the Parliament, yeah? Uh, the legislature, to be specific. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, that's the legislature, legislative arm. So, like, how does the setup of the country affect the legislature and the, um, I think we've we've uh, we've gone around this before. I I I wonder. Um, did we? No, I don't. I don't think we talked about it. Um, so yeah, let let's talk about that. Now. Okay. Um, <laughs> now this might shock some people, but the way we set up our representative government actually disenfranchises the masses. Right? It makes everyone lose their political agency. They give it up to these representatives for four years, and then they tell us if you want to make a change, you vote, right? Except there's a, there's a big old problem with voting. There's only a select pool of people you can vote for. For one, it's usually people with the kind of material wealth to run for elections in the first place, and for two, the thing about voting is that you have basically picking from a select group of options. So if, for example, you're an anarchist like me, if you're trying to vote for someone who is pro-anarchism, I wonder, what political party is that going to be? <laughs> yeah, these people tend not to exist, okay? Yeah. Because it's oxymoronic to even start with. I swear, <laughs> you are basically um, coming under a system that you want to destroy <laughs> exactly uh, right well even if you are just like a socialist a good old-fashioned democratic socialist in nigeria Bernie Sanders. <laughs> who are you voting for for goodness sake we don't have such political candidates we don't have even such political theories here in nigeria so voting in itself every four years is already a shitty way of exercising the tiny bit of agency we have and then the lie comes. But, but you know the funny thing? Yeah. It is the way that they tell us that um, like we are most powerful. Exactly. You see, that's the deceit. Your vote, all you can do is just pick from a group of people. You cannot vote whatever policy they make. You cannot vote, for example, the ministers Buhari select. You <laughs> vote them and you carry everything that comes with them. Exactly. Both the ones you agree with and they can with. blatantly lie to your face for the entire four years of their term, and there is nothing you can do. Hell, if you if you go the Buhari route and just be quiet, <laughs> just say nothing. <laughs> Buhari OG. What, what are you gonna I do? I like that guy. Nothing. <laughs> now, <clears throat> although although there's this very sweet lie. That they've told people that we, we 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 bought wholesale. They say voting is not your only way. You protest if you want to change something. 
they tell you if things are bad let the people hear your let, let the people in charge they'll hear your voice protest but make sure you protest well or you you be a saint you protest on specific protest. days in specific areas all of that is a lie look at answer that happened recently <laughs> the very first day they started doing this thing police was already harassing them they came out to do very peaceful protests at that point hoodlums hadn't started breaking anything like paid hoodlums let me start with that one <laughs> now <laughs> they um, um they hadn't blocked any toll gates nothing all they had done was simply come out to protest and the police did their job beat on them they blasted them with hoses they indiscriminately arrested them they ah oh god they assaulted so many people like i saw this lady now this video went online that they just cornered her and started beating the shit out of her and what was her crime protesting <laughs> i call it a crime it's not supposed to be a crime or it's supposed to be your political agency mm-hmm. however it's not the fact is if you come out and say i want something that the people in charge don't want the people in charge will silence you because you frankly don't have this political agency you see apart from silencing you they can literally just say no they can literally just keep quiet you can protest all the fuck you, you, you know that's, that's the thing that that's truly madding everyone that they don't they don't even realize they don't know your oh you protesting doesn't always have to end with a yes because okay first of i mean let's just look at what a protest even is it's usually a minority of the population coming out against a majority elected official right already people can already shout it's undemocratic now if you come out and say hey we this so 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 significant number of people want this they're not forced to say yes they can just turn you around and say go home the, hey, the people that voted me they don't want it go home the now, nigerian youth don't understand this particular thing that you are saying now now assuming 99 percent of the population literally came out and all asked for this thing he still doesn't have to say yes he can tell you in fact okay when election comes next time vote me out <laughs> but there is nothing there is no law anywhere forcing him to say yes hell there isn't even any international law forcing him to say yes he can say no and he will say no if it's against his best interest now look at how crazy this is they can just choose to say no and they can choose to keep quiet but what did they do they used violence do you know what that means like they can just keep quiet and not answer any of the pleas but they chose to use violence they first tried to use uh, propaganda by using changing oh, the name of sars they didn't first try to you see that's the thing that's busting that, that i busted my vein personally they didn't first do that they've literally first attacked the protesters first yeah. thing that happened the moment these people came out to protest the police are on standby to stop any protest okay mm. Before this end SARS protest happened, there was this like increased popularity in rape cases happening. Yeah. So some people came out to protest rape, whatever that means, right? <laughs> and the police were already harassing these people, were already sending them home. For goodness sake, they've done nothing. Oh, 
nothing. Coming out to to to, to be against something like rape, and police is already harassing you. Like, explain to me. <laughs> does that make sense to you? You know what blows my mind is that it does not um um dawn on us that the fact that they don't need to do these things, yet they do them, means that there's a larger problem at hand than just going out and tweeting and saying answers or i don't know if you get what i mean the problem is not is not um in saying our lingers are bad or you know feeling youthful youthful? yeah because that was the that was the whole narrative that you know it's like something from a movie that ah, we are going to protest this stuff we are going to stay here for 30 days and uh, un will come to <laughs> it's a tragedy million okay okay yes it's sad as in it paid me i was so angry i was so sad that i was so depressed but like how like i don't know it doesn't <laughs> Now, Let me collect like, my thoughts <laughs> and see what I have to say. Uh, like I said, it's a it's a lie that everyone had already swallowed, right? We we see it in our constitution. People are repeating it. Protest is enshrined in the, con- in the constitution. Peaceful protest, blah blah blah. But even it can be enshrined all day. Okay, if you look at the techniques the government was using before they outright murdered people, allegedly, <laughs> they hired people to go and make the protest look violent because yeah. i mean when you do that you can easily just say okay well this is violent now it's illegal to do it right they they lied they they, they, they said okay we're going to we're going to cancel sars but not really right they were going to transfer people they say ah we don't want that okay fine we're not transferring it but we'll create a new squad people say ah let's not don't do that the people that have been committing these crimes like like put them in prison and right? do trials for them they say okay we'll do trials they didn't do trials they they showed a useless fake document right listing a bunch of people that they're going to put on trial but a majority of the cases they weren't even from 2020 like they were all old cases of old people that had committed other crimes saying okay look we're doing trials but that doesn't make any type of sense you know you know when the answers movement started i knew that uh, it was not complete do you understand like there was literally nothing that the government would have done that would have satisfied us i mean from where it started where it started that don't stop killing um um youths you understand stop harassing us stop you know if they say okay we'll stop that would definitely not satisfy you if they say okay uh we'll disband the unit is it only sas what of police exactly. what of soldiers what of all the other people what of people in a uh, 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 power that are not military men that control these people to their own benefits what of touts people like us that they can easily just use so the problem is far much like is is solar is not in SARS. like like even when you look at the list of grievances they they, they kept passing around right as you mean every single one of them was answered it really would not have solved the problem in I'm nigeria you. right now the 
they won't even answer all of them <laughs> really and when you say something vague like end bad governance that is it's too vague it, it's impossible because all representative <laughs> governance is bad governance you cannot have representative governance where everybody's mouth is not included in the conversation and expected to do good good, good of governance that's that's the problem with the state already you can't have a governing force that has power on its own that can supersede the people that is being governed and call that good governance look at this social media bill that let's hope hasn't passed yet <laughs> before we post this thing right <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this social media bill now who on earth wants it like a majority of people at least people that care about social media because a lot of people don't use social media like like i mean nigeria is not exactly the most online country in the world yeah. but pretty much everyone that uses social media doesn't want this bill to come but what can you do so look at the problem now which i think is the problem that a lot of people um didn't like don't realize when we're going out to protest when we're tweeting answers and all that how was our um what do you call it how was our protest how is it how was it going to be answered like th- this is why i was talking about the system the structure of our legislature how it is because there is the ruling class bourgeois the bourgeois <laughs> they are the people they cut across the the idea is that um the northerners are the people that you know are the problem of the country but these northerners are not the one in government that want to sign um the bill out of all these uh, senators that were signing only one these senators are from every region of nigeria in nigeria all of nigeria you understand these people i don't know how they got there i don't know how you know i i really don't know but we know in nigeria there's a lot of nepotism going on there's a lot of godfatherism going on the people putting people in the places that they are they put them there for a reason so the way the country is set up you cannot tell these people that they should go against their own self-interest or the self-interest of the people that brought them there is a is is a force of evil that does not have anyone at the center it's just moving on its own <laughs> so <it> evil <laughs> yes now there's nobody you can't really point to anybody to say that you can point to groups of people but you cannot point to any one person in and this is what i think a lot of nigerians don't realize you cannot point to one single person and say you are the problem With of nigeria, this country exactly like people saying uh Buhari is specifically bad he should resign go away for, good, for, for goodness sake well what, what what is it as you mean look at Buhari. Bobby has not said anything for a long time now. He, he's a very quiet man. As you mean he wasn't there, which is very similar to how he is now, you truly don't think people would, would not be... Do, do, you, do you think people would not be starving anymore? Uh, poverty would just vanish along with Buhari. Or hell, you replace every single member of government, every single one of them. Yeah. New elections are carried out. 
This thing is happening before our eyes. These guys are swapping parties anyhow. They are the same people. Exactly. Like this. Okay. What we they should really goal. understand is that when we say they are the same people, eh, is that these people are the same wealthy individuals that have the money to run in the first place, exactly. or they are backed by these wealthy individuals that give them this money and platform to run. Thus, they owe allegiance to them. So. If you have a bunch of wealthy people who have literally the opposite desire to you, the regular worker, why on earth do you think they will do something you want? They gain more from this social media bill than we, t- we seem to understand. Though. Like if the wealthy have the ability to control the narrative and quiet any sort of dissent, they won't do it... Uh, just for fun obviously do we do it to maintain power like <laughs> we have what is it seems almost fascistic in nigeria what we're just lacking now is one guy to come out and be like the benito Mussolini for our nigeria <laughs> like ju- just be the, the the figurehead that's charismatic enough to say yes i'm, I'm the leader of nigeria and we're, we're, we're set once that guy comes out, we've completely converted to what we are, we are masking right now. Because, hey, say for example, I want to be president. How am I going to be president? Just the sheer amount of hurdles in the way. I need to have powerful friends. I need to be able to join a political party. If I start a political party, I mean, if we're going to look at Shawari's example, INEC can just choose not to register you. They can just say, go away. Our independent, independent national <laughs> like, electoral commission. For years, this guy fought to have his his political party accepted. They just simply didn't want to do it. Now, as you mean, I get the political party accepted. I still need the literal billions these Nigerian politicians have to put adverts everywhere, to be on the front of everybody's mind before I have a chance of winning. Oh, although we should not completely ignore the kind of rigging that goes on. You're going to need money for that one too, right? <laughs> You're going to need money to dash people motorcycles so that they will vote for you. All of these kind of shit, I don't have. <laughs> you don't know me, guys, but I don't have it. <laughs> like, that's, that, that is the hurdle for... I know you, Joe. You have it. <laughs> that's the hurdle for every single worker. And that's why we don't have regular workers in charge in this country. Like, you know the funny thing? Anybody listening, like, the regular Nigerian listening to you might be like, it sounds absurd to even imagine a regular person. <laughs> Not just in Nigeria. <laughs> Every, everywhere. Pretty much everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. And a system of society or government that claims to be open <laughs> for <laughs> everybody. By the people it's for the people, yeah. hypocritical, actually. Like, there's no way you want to talk about it. So, that's... That's just it. Like we are talking about making policies that would change um stuff. Let's say for for instance, an answers that would change the way um police brutality and all that. You how how do we get that simply by saying we want it? Because they have to make laws for this thing to pass now. And whether you want to say um let's say one region of the country has the most power in legislature or whatever everybody there is not this is one thing i I realize a lot of us don't understand 
the people making our laws are not there because of tribe or because of religion. I imagine that it may come up sometimes. I imagine that, yes, they might want to implement certain things that maybe favor a region or a religion. But the most important thing to anybody there is money. <laughs> money puts them there. Profit. <laughs> that is the enemy. The the main war is not a tribal war or a um what's the word? What's the what's the other one? Religious or a religious war. The main war is a class war. It's a sound that you know spoken like a true communist. Honestly, that is no. Is is like it's something we need to realize because every time we move towards that side, propaganda comes up to tell us that that was what happened during Netsas. There were these Twitter accounts that were popping up, created October twenty twenty. Plenty of them. They were northern, they were outside people on the account. And they were spilling a lot of stuff on the timeline. And a lot of Nigerians, I started seeing a lot of stuff like, um, um, ah, we should separate from these people. Like, attention diverted immediately. Next thing, then we have um, the feminist coalition movement that made the, you know, that they, were, they did. A good job you know with the whole um what do you call it organizing organizing especially funds and all that and immediately after the the team was over the lady that made that um picture that they were using the hand you know in the fem in the female symbol whatever you know, she got in a, this thing with some guys on the Twitter timeline. There's a little gender war there. Do you understand? I don't know why human beings are like this. <laughs> it's very, very... Like, we. not only is it easy for them to create propaganda to, to divert our attention from the real issue, we give them the tools. <laughs> it's so fucking easy. <laughs> and it's sad well yeah it, it's it's okay so the the thing is um you hear a bunch of narratives going yeah, around there was a sega to sega and <laughs> yes a narrative going around about this protest some 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 galaxy brain people who declare that we won the protest say <laughs> they 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 heard our voice, they heard our voice. because ah. i mean that's that's the that's what a protest is there for actually literally it's there to hear the voice. I mean, like I said, they don't have to say yes or no to your request. They're just supposed to hear your voice. So these people say this is a victory. And it's hard to fault them because that's it's actually a victory for a protest. Protests are just there to hear voice. They don't they're not policy making. Imagine how many people's lives just to hear voice. Exactly. So how many lives we lose to get the this thing? Now, another and another um another um what do you call it? Another argument against the protest is that they will call it violent and say it was not planned properly you see that is not new at all at all that's what everyone that wants to to make a protest look bad say they will call it 
a violent movement that's destroying lives. They will try and say, bring your leader. If you say we don't have leader, they will tell you, you are not arranged, you don't know what you want, right? Mm -hmm. All of this is to make the protest look bad. If you don't bring your leader, what happened next is what will happen. Is, is it to sabotage the protest? Is it to send people, in, especially in a country like Nigeria where there are hungry people? You give them some money, you know? And, you know, send them to make the thing look bad and claim, oh, the thing is bad. When they're asking for a leader, they're not asking for a leader so that they will now discuss with him. They know what is wrong with the country. They're not stupid. They weren't born yesterday. <laughs> they're calling this leader to either bribe him or do what they did to Martin Luther King. See, Martin Luther King Jr. was heavily surveyed by the state. They followed this guy around, looked into FBI. every single nook and cranny of this guy's life. They accused him of doing this, of doing that. Say he committed adultery. Say he raped women. They did everything they could to make him look bad. Ultimately, they very likely killed him. Right? They're not looking for a leader so that they can they can have a short discourse with him and fix the country. No. Right? If you have a leader it's very easy to either make your entire protest look bad by making your leader look bad, or you see the guy are going to target. Hmm. Ideally, this kind of movement really should not have leaders. <laughs> because, okay. They shouldn't, but when they don't have, they still lose. Now, here's the thing. Though. Look at look at the Black Lives Matter protest. Right? Hmm. These people don't have a leader. They didn't look for a leader either the american government didn't come out trying to make leaders look um to, to 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 you know attack what they did instead was similar to what the nigerian government did they made the protests look violent now the police instigated violence they would go around and this was recorded placing bricks near windows so that people would carry it and throw was it the, did they like later find that it was the police they are actual videos of policemen placing bricks bricks, those bricks. <laughs> mm-hmm. also Mad, they control the media because 92 percent about i think about 92 percent of the protests that happened were not violent wait who controls the media the state controls the media in ways that we don't even realize it doesn't but have to be like in america for even instance, in america even in america like i'm talking of in the black lives matter movement mm-hmm. the media is quite divided in america it would seem like the media is divided no it is okay so here's the thing the media Mm -hmm. kept on covering like even if this is not something the state planned the media kept on covering the violent protests like the ones that turned violent where shit gets broken right when the majority of protests were violent who wants to turn on cnn and see them covering some random guys marching nobody nobody cares about that they're going to go to where the action is and because of that, the whole understanding of this protest was skewed. People thought these guys go out every day to break shit. But that didn't make sense because, like I said, over 90% of these protests were peaceful. People just came out, demonstrated, and went home. But that's not what the media covers. Now, the people that were against the protest made it look worse than it actually was, similar to how they did here in Nigeria. Mm. When the government wants to make your protest look bad, they will make it look bad. It's very, very easy. It is such a thing as a paid actor. All you got to do is give some people money, give them bricks, they will go and break. For all we know, that might be happening in the United States. Who knows? They haven't caught them yet. 
<laughs> they caught them in Nigeria, sure, because we are very sloppy here. <laughs> so the entire notion of a protest is already kind of bad to start with. Not only is this thing not policy making, not only do the people they are, they are shouting at have to say yes or no, but it's also very easy to make look bad and it's bloody business. Yeah, it's easy to make look bad, actually. Very, very easy. It is, it's just a, a ploy to make people feel like they can do something. That's the way I see it. You know, you know actually, the easiest way to make the protest look bad is to come out and say, we've done what you asked us to do. Mm, like they did now. At that point, whatever protest you are doing, who just look like you're being stubborn and you're asking for the impossible. Yeah. Because Buhari came out and said we were swift in our response <laughs> and we ended SARS. Oh, gee. But, uh, 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 Buhari, our good president, ended SARS. He ended it, correct? He, did. <laughs> he ended SARS. Now, <laughs> the, uh, the, the problem... He did. Even Whiskey said that he did in London. <laughs> exactly. You cannot say Buhari didn't end oh SARS. So if tomorrow you go and carry your placard that says end SARS, what are you doing? You're clearly just a hoodlum looking for trouble and they, they, they have the right to attack you, beat you, throw you in prison. Now, you, Buhari claims his swift response, which was very swift, Mr. President. But allow me to to say something, sir. End SARS isn't new. End SARS didn't start in 2020. Yeah. People have been complaining about SARS for a very, very long time. Yeah. It's only when people came out to start protesting that he finally, very, very well done, Mr. President, ended SARS. You see, this ending SARS was a very clear move to just make the protest lose power. He could have ended SARS if he actually gave a shit about it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He gave, he gave, he gave several shit about ending SARS. But, <laughs> but we all know that if he really gave like a lot, a really massive shit about ending SARS. He's a busy man. He has a lot of stuff to He do. would have ended it a long time ago. Right? So, people proclaiming with one, SARS is gone. Just see why he did it. You know what's making? I like, I knew a lot of people, I know a lot of people, friends, that actually said that stuff, that we, we want something. I don't know why people like to feel happy. Uh, you know, people like to feel that, you know, we are not entirely powerless, powerless, which is something I realized during answers. I think, I was quite foolish because I was of the opinion that a lot of the people that maybe have looked at Nigerian history like I have, that I know personally, would definitely come to the conclusion that we are in a system that makes us sitting ducks. We are literally powerless. So I felt that everybody... Uh, let, let me say, I felt that the people that I knew, that knew about the history, that know about the history of Nigeria, would have definitely come to that conclusion. That's the only logical conclusion that anybody can come to. But hope is such a funny thing, <laughs> because every single person that I know, that I know this person knows to an extent how the country works. <laughs> they don't believe that we are helpless <laughs> like they don't believe that 
we are not in any position of power to affect anything. I don't know how that is possible. We've all swallowed the lie. God. For goodness sake, we were waiting for the UN to come and save us. Uh-uh. Like, like we ah. really truly <laughs> have swallowed the lie that everyone around the world has swallowed. That protest change. It's been one year. And for goodness sake, BLM hasn't succeeded yet. I don't understand. Are these people asking for for heaven to come down? They say, please. Police are killing also. Eh? Now, even if you disagree with the notion of defunding the police because you think the police are, are God-sent angels or some shit like that, you can still agree people are being killed by police and something should be done about it. Definitely. However, one year has passed and they haven't done at least nothing significant has been done to curtail this killing. People have still been killed. People have still been shot by police, even during this whole BLM protest that's going on. Now, if you truly think that it's Nigeria's bad government that, that caused NSAS to fail, can you call these foreign governments bad, as, at least as bad as Nigeria? People think uh, uh, the mm-hmm. Europeans have better government. If you look at 2019, the Yellow Vest protest came. These people came to ask for something I think we can all agree is necessary. Income equality. They say income inequality is getting worse in France. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poor, like usual now. Mm-hmm. They say, please, eh, tax the rich more. Help us out. Our taxes are pretty bad. Because these people actually introduced a heavier tax on fuel. Fuel tax, for Christ's sake. And the people are like, what up now? We are poor. You're going to destroy us with this new tax. And they started protesting. They called for a bunch of reforms to happen. They even said, this president, we don't want him again. Go away. But after one year, Macron was still president. He's still president now. What do you think happened? Do you think the the rich are currently being taxed uh, to oblivion? Of course not. He did some minor shit, you know, know, gave some money here, increased small minimum wage here. And then, just like that, the protests scattered. Because when you give them a, a, a slight bit of like like crumbs, you know it, it tends to dampen morale. It now makes you look like if you're coming out to protest again, you're just you're just a madman who, who is jobless. That's Europe. Europe was supposed to be aspiring towards. I do I even need to mention America? America is on fire. Shit has been burning down all over. I mean, come on, why? Because people say police are killing us. We don't want to do it again, and the government say no. Police will kill you. Police continue to kill you. <laughs> like, what? what? Stop spreading false information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So the government refusing to take significant steps to end the police is is, is what? I mean, come on. Um, uh, Protests are not a thing. To end the police brutality, not the police. <laughs> no, to end the police. I said it. I said it. <laughs> the police are the problem. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah, the police are good. They are necessary no. to me. They oh, are, but, God. <laughs> but like, of course, they are not the way it's functioning now. Almost everywhere is not is not useful. It's too. <laughs> is it functioning now? They, yeah. they're now they always function, my guy. Uh, they should try find solutions, but crime is a thing. So there has to be a way to clamp down on crime. You understand? So okay. That's just it. <laughs> but, like, let's not drift too much. <laughs> because this one another another discussion. <laughs> I swear. So, like, 
we're powerless and you know we should all give up and roll over of course right i mean since uh, anarchism is not something you support uh, now even though you've been, you've been spouting a lot of anarchist talking points uh, now now no don't worry this uh, anarchism just now is if i want to start talking about maybe why i don't support it that's I don't even really know about why whether I don't support it. He but, supports it. <laughs> no, you know, he doesn't no, want no. to like to tie himself down to isms. I mean, it's actually story for another day. Honestly, <laughs> it's, the thing is basically what we are trying to say. The whole idea of three major tribes. The whole idea. Actually, that's of, where it started. Yeah, yeah that's where it started. <laughs> the whole i the whole structure of our um legislative arm of government uh the whole structure of democracy self on its own pretty much makes it really difficult for us to like say we want this thing to happen and it's going to happen like that it also makes it it also uh, um, destroys the idea that it is maybe one group of people that are, you know, spoiling the country. Because the government is not controlled by one group. It is controlled by one group <laughs> of people. Not but along ethnic lines. Exactly. Not along ethnic lines, not along religious lines. It's not. That is just a a story to distract the masses to distract Distract you 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 understand it's easy to not believe that the enemy exists in the first place that's the easiest way if you don't believe your enemy exists then how will you ever (laughs) if we're busy fighting each other we won't join and fight them you know they're the ones that are causing our problems not some random northern guy like it's just like that. Like I understand that yes, in Nigeria there is um, nepotism and all that, but it's not specific to just one tribe. Abi, am I running mad? Is <laughs> Nigeria? Is this not Nigeria? Everybody, a lot, everybody does it. Every tribe does it. It's not one person that is doing it. That is that is practicing nepotism. I mean, in day to day um interaction between us masses i mean it's just human nature now you look out for what's best for you and your kind yeah so like uh, and uh, stuff like uh, i forgot what i wanted to say like maybe something like our just concluded protests i don't know <laughs> i don't want to be a small sports but <laughs> Stuff like that, can you okay. can't just say okay. he's trying to be delicate. Yeah, like you can't just say ah, uh, we shouldn't protest or protest are a waste of time. We're all doomed. You know that's that's not that's not the point. What I make here at all? Yeah, right? that's not the point. If you are going to protest, don't do it. I'm saying don't do it. You will go out. The police will kill you. Okay, people died this last protest. It goes beyond just coming out and shouting at the government. Even if 200 million people came out to shout at the government, people will still die because the government will use the 50 million that remains to fight you. Okay. Yeah. If everybody should come out, Seth, remain one person. They'll use that <laughs> one person. 
like so, i know that's why all this whole stuff because i've talked to people explain this whole thing people are still you know people are very stubborn and people just like to be hopeful so i know a lot of people still like when i say don't do it right we need like better planning and i don't mean how we plan it on how we disturb the government for five years first <laughs> no we need to collect power the people need to create a new system completely is not to come and try and force this system bend its hand to benefit us it will never benefit us it will be a fight forever assuming 250 million people the entire population of nigeria came out and we won and sars was actually ended it doesn't fix our whole problem that's just a symptom of the issues at hand and we are not going to be able to protest for every single problem we have it's, exactly it's to change the system that's completely. Why, that's why i was saying that when i saw answers i knew that like it was not complete because just middle of this year there were some killings in southern kaduna oh, oh, oh god so you know that was my grievance at first because let me not even just go into that one i swear like, me i'm not really a fan of <laughs> i'm bordering on nihilism i'm not really a fan of creating a new system i can espouse some like i can um uh, play around with some ideas of you know what would be a solution and all that i'm not really a fan of any of that i just want to <laughs> to just do and be going <laughs> <laughs> oh god so but like i'm human at the end of the day so i don't like to see people just go and kill them just go and die like just like that on top of something that you feel is actually something that will change the country when in fact it has no bearing on whatever whatsoever yeah so it's just this whole thing is like from my own like mind my own heart what's the essence of this particular episode is just for you to for like yeah as a Nigerian, or who knows, maybe anywhere else in the world, Seth, that is like this. <laughs> a lot of places are like this. Yeah, pretty much everywhere, kind of. Yeah, so just for you to understand what your situation is, like, be honest about it. There's no need to feel that um, you are, like, there's no need to fight that you are, how I put it, you are not helpless. And that's that's actually your situation. <laughs> like fighting it is not going to make it better. I know it sounds so pessimistic, so dark and all that. But like I'm not preferring any solution, you know. I really don't care about the solution. Okay. Victor is God. preferring his solutions. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we, we are, we're pretty hopeless i say the solution is anarchism we should, we should we should fight for some anarchism but um even there's some things you gotta protest to be fair okay look if if um the government is coming to build a pipeline and it's going to destroy your village protest just just try at least you know like sometimes very very few times it actually works 
So might as well try rather than just roll over and let you know colonialism destroy you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess if if the government is coming to like be the pipeline in your place, if you tell them no, they will stop and <laughs> they will forget about the old profits that they are going to make because you said you don't like it. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> no, it works. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I will. I will admit. Yeah, sometimes protests. Works. works yeah yeah sometimes it can have i think the civil rights movement kind of had some it took 14 years enemies. but yeah yeah they did something yeah right yeah well so well the essence of this is okay thank you for that because i'm very sure if it was just me i would give totally pessimistic advice <laughs> that hey don't do anything like don't don't protest that is probably what i'd give as an advice but yeah but you should just know your situation and accept it so that you can think of ways that maybe you could think of ways that hey this is what is wrong this is what is actually wrong and who knows probably someone smarter than me can come up with a solution you know who knows so that's just the essence of all this is not me self ah i don't mind if it's nigeria if it's nigeria as it is you can find a solution <laughs> Jamaica, why are you looking at you can find a solution for nigeria as it is no problem you understand what do you mean as it is under the um Wait, what system of society are we running? Uh, just a good old-fashioned neoliberal government, you know? Uh-huh. Under our neoliberal government. So, no wala. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is not the episode, right? But one of these days, we'll talk about how capitalism also informs our current Ah, capitalism. Ah, I know, I know. <laughs> I look forward to that, I, I guess, if that sounds interesting to you. Yeah, don't worry, we'll make it interesting. <laughs> um, okay, I'm actually tired, <laughs> I don't feel like talking again. <laughs> I hope that I don't even know with these few points of our uh, no, Jerry. Really <laughs> <laughs> I hope that, uh, um, you know, I might have come with my own, um. I didn't really come with my own agenda for what to do with this, all these things that I'm trying to pass across. I just want to say them out for some, for like people to think about. You understand? So I hope that this episode actually has something more meaningful than what we have intended for it, which is nothing really. I hope that. Uh-huh. Guy. <laughs> this game. Of course, no. No, no, no. No, no so, Nigeria is perfect at the way it is. I was just I a joke. I beg. I beg. I don't like Wala. So, I hope that it's, it's actually is more meaningful. Is more has like something more powerful for 
the average Nigerian to think about like more than what we planned for it. So with that we've come to the end of this episode. It was a uh, was nice talking. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't even know whether because I'm going to be posting this on Anchor. So I don't know if Anchor has a comment section. So yeah. But I'm on Twitter at the Symphonic Ape. So if you listen to this pod this episode and maybe there was something that interested you or there was something you felt was not accurate or whatever, you can hit him up. You can I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not Nigerian, I'm not real. Don't come at me. So you know. Maybe I should avoid anyhow, but anyhow. My DMs are open. You can tag me, you can comment, whatever. Anything that I don't know. Anybody, even if you are a senator in Nigeria self and you think that what I'm saying <laughs> is wrong, <laughs> it's me about Sita <laughs> and I uh, will keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say anything, you know. Just tell me, or let me not say I'll keep quiet. I will, I will think about it if it makes sense. It probably will make sense if you are a senator in this country. I'm very sure, or a powerful person. You understand? So, yeah. So that's just it. If you're a regular Joe, yeah, just tell me. Or what's um, the feminine version for a Joe, Jane? I, I think so. <laughs> regular centric, but okay. Uh, so yeah, okay. Regular chidima mm-hmm. uh, or regular folake. So yeah. So that is the end of my story. Nice talking, y'all. Um, yeah, Victor. Thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs>